Welcome, welcome another episode of Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Larry McCormick. Please, once again, follow me on Instagram at peepgame44. If you got any questions you would like asked, I definitely will answer your question on my next episode of my podcast. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Peep Game Fantasy Football. Okay? Now, the last time me and you chit-chatted, my last episode was called The Homies, where I talked about players who I'm personally targeting to help me win fantasy football championships, okay? And, but you know, in order to sit there and name players who you targeting, who you real high on in fantasy, there's also players and stuff that's, that you're going to have each year that you're really not trying to draft at their current ADP. So today, I got a list of players who I'm not trying to draft at their current ADP. But before I get into all of that, we're going to first have the news. Hey. Darren Waller was out for two weeks for the Las Vegas Raiders dealing with a hamstring injury. He came back for one day, and now he's been not practicing at all for the past week once again. Now, Coach John McDaniels, he said that it's not serious, and Darren Waller does show up to the facility every day, and he's in the room, but he's not actually running and getting dressed for practice, okay? Now they say it's doubt. They they don't know for sure if he's going to be ready for week one. So, listen, it's not a lot of good tight ends in football. And if Walter does have to miss one or maybe two weeks and stuff, he's still better playing 14 to 15 games than you drafted somebody that's touchdown dependent, you know, at the end of the draft. So, but if you already did have a draft, just keep an eye on Darren Waller because he might not be ready for week one. Also, speaking of the Las Vegas Raiders, they cut Kenyon Drake. So, right now, it looks like Josh Jacobs will be the starter. Zamir White, the rookie, is going to back him up. And they're going to use Amir Abdullah and maybe a little bit of Bowden and uh, and receiving work out of the backfield. So, that, that's what's going on. So, I see some people, uh, I, I say I wouldn't mind somebody picking up uh, or drafting Zamir White. Maybe their last pick of the draft just in case because we know Josh Jacobs has dealt with injury issues also. I don't know how much receiving work out of the backfield Amir Abdullah will have or, or, or Bowden. So, I guess we just got to wait and see how that plays out uh, when week one rolls around. Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins, he hasn't practiced for a whole week. It's undisclosed. We really don't know what injury that he's dealing with right now, but yeah, he has not practiced in the past week. Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles, he's still not practicing. We know he's nursing a hamstring injury right now. They keep saying that he should be good for week one. But, you know, I'm going to talk about Miles Sanders in in a little bit when I talk about players that I'm avoiding uh, this year in drafts. Word out of Baltimore is Mike Davis could get the most curries in the backfield early in the season because they would have don't know how many opportunities J.K. Dobbins is going to have uh, being as though he's coming off that torn ACL and Gus Edwards, we know he's missing the first four weeks of the season. Um, 
Look, I seen Mike da Mike Davis last year. He didn't look like he had anything left when I seen him last year. So, I mean, if you if you want to if you want to make him your last pick of the draft or scoop him off the waiver wire, hey, then knock yourself out. But I'm not. I think that Mike Davis' uh, better days are behind him. All right. Well, now it's time for me to talk about. Players who I'm avoiding in fantasy drafts this year because I really don't like their current ADP. First, what I want to talk about is David Montgomery. Now, Montgomery, you know, for, for the last few years, he's been a highly productive RB2. I mean, last year, he had 225 courage for 849 yards and seven TDs. He also had 42 catches for 300 yards. Now, we know the Bears' offense wasn't good last year, and I don't think the Bears' offense is going to be too much better, maybe even worse this year, being, being as though uh, they don't have uh, Allen Robinson, even though Rob Robinson had a bad year last year. Uh, but, you know, you, you hit a lot of reports out of Bears' camp saying that they're going to mix in Khalil Herbert, a lot of first and second down work uh, too, with David Montgomery. And to me, in order for David Montgomery to reach the levels that you need him to reach, he has to be the sole ball, the, 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 the primary ball uh, carrier with the Bears, the sole ball carrier. Like, we used to David Montgomery most years getting anywhere between 250 to 275 carries in this offense and 40 to 50 catches. If Khalil Herbert is taking some of that work away from him, then I'm a little worried about David Montgomery being being a quality uh, RB too. He might end up, depending on how much work Khalil Herbert gets with him, he might end up being more so of a flex option than a RB two, like he's been in the last few years. So me right now. I'm avoiding David Montgomery. I don't like the offense. I don't think they're going to be in the red zone a lot. Uh, the offensive line is not good at all for the Bears. They only have one good wide receiver in Darnell Mooney. I think Cole Komet is going to have a lot of targets, and he should be okay. But I just don't think it's enough options on that offense for them to be in the red zone a lot. And like I said, with them, with him, looks like he might be sharing work with Khalil Herbert. I'm draft. I'm I'm ducking David Montgomery in drafts. I don't I don't want no parts of him. So that's one person. The next one I want to talk about is Brees Hall for the Jets. Now I'm not I'm not frustrated or nothing that he that he's been playing in the, in these preseason games uh, because he's a rookie. They they want him out there on the field to see what he's going to do. But it was curious though that they decided to to rest. Michael Carter, uh, Michael Carter for the Jets. Okay, so it has me saying we're doing rusted Michael Carter like they rusted Joe Flacco and they rusted Elijah Moore Monday night when they played the Falcons. It has me saying to myself like, okay, it looks like Michael Michael Carter might be the starter. How many opportunities is Brees Hall going to have? Now I'm sure. He's going to get his opportunities, but I mean, you don't draft him in the second round. He was the first running back taken in the draft. But because we see that Michael Carter is going to still be a thing, and the Jets do have one of the better offensive lines. A lot of people are surprised about that, even though they're one of the worst teams in football. So they do have a pretty good offensive line, even though they did lose Beckham for the year, their offensive lineman, their left tackle. But 
being as though they, you know, they, they're going to mix in both of the running backs, it has me wonder, is Brees Hall going too early in drafts? Right now, he's going in the fourth round, okay? So, I guess the fourth round isn't bad. I probably, I, I know that I probably won't get no sales of him because in the fourth round, I'll probably be targeting a lot of quality receivers instead of running backs in the fourth round because the fourth round for real, for real, for a lot of running backs is the, is the dead zone. Um, you know, you, you got running backs like the Josh Jacobs in the fourth round. You got running backs like, uh, uh, who else goes in the fourth round? I know Josh Jacobs is one. Uh, sometimes I see Miles Sanders around that range. Uh, you know, and me, I'm I'm passing up on running backs like that, and I'm going receiver. Even though I think Brees Hall upside is higher than the two running backs that I name, I just don't I just don't like him sitting there in the fourth round. Me knowing that Michael Carter is still going to be a thing uh, in the, in his Jets offense. The next running back I want to talk about, who I just mentioned a second ago, is Miles Sanders. You know, he's still dealing with that hamstring injury, like I said. They say he's going to be ready for week one, but here's the thing. Okay, even if he is ready for week one, being as though we see that Boston Scott is a pretty good running back. Okay, when he gets his chances, Boston Scott does good. And Kenneth Gainwell is another good running back. And it's clear that they're going to use all three running backs in, you know, in, in, in this offense, in this backfield, like they did last year. So if they're using three running backs on offense, how many opportunities is Miles Sanders going to have in this offense? Okay? How many touchdowns is he going to score? When they get around the red zone, they might hand it to Boston Scott. He led he led all the Eagles uh running backs last year in red zone curries. And and let's not forget, Jalen Hurst loves to run the ball in on the red zone. So when you got the quarterback running the ball in, you got Boston Scott who they use heavily on the red zone. How many opportunities is Miles Sanders going to have in this offense? Okay. I don't feel comfortable drafting him where he's going at in drafts right now. Fourth and even fifth round, no. I would prefer to get him maybe in the maybe maybe the sixth round. I know I probably won't have no series of him because he'll be going off the board before then. Another running back, he's in the same scenario who I touched on before with Antonio Gibson of the Washington Commanders. With them, you have a uh, well, they have a Brian Robinson. It looks like he might be the starter now. Yeah, Gibson's still going to have his opportunities, but Brian Robinson is the thing. And let's not forget J.D. McKissick, who they brought back. So when you got three running backs, you know, J.D. McKissick is going to get a lot of work out of the backfield. They're probably going to use Brian Robinson on the goal line. So then you sit there and say to yourself, okay, well, how often is Antonio Gibson going to be used? Are they going to line him up in the slot because he did play wide receiver when he was in college? Are they going to do that? You know, are they going to run screen plays for him? Yeah, they might, but how many touches per game will he get? Will it be eight, nine touches, maybe ten? Would that be enough to justify where he's going right now at his current ADP? No. You know, now he is dropping by the time this weekend rolls around. Maybe he'll drop all the way down to the seventh or eighth round. I don't know. But where he's at currently right now, I can't draft Antonio Gibson. I'd rather wait a couple of rounds and draft Brian Robinson. So he's another one who I'm staying away from. And speaking of crowded backfields, Buffalo. Devin Singletary is the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills. 
But we clearly see they're going to use the rookie that they drafted, James Cook, and they're going to use Zach Moss, who they used on the goal line. You know, I touched on this a little bit on, on my last episode of the podcast. Well, if them using all three of the running backs, it might be a scenario where each week it'd be a different running back for Buffalo that gives you decent fantasy points. One week is Singletary. One week is Cook. One week is Zach Maher because he got a couple of goal line touchdowns. You just don't know. With, with, with them using all three, I don't want none of them. So I'm staying away from the whole Bills backfield. And let's not forget, we know that Josh Adam loves to run the ball in true, and he loves to run the ball uh, in the red zone. So, yeah, I'm not drafting no Buffalo Bills running back. Let's get to the receivers. Let's get to the receivers. Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans. Mike Evans, is, every year of his career, he gives you 1,000 yards, and most years, double-digit touchdowns. But with Chris Garber, he looks like he's going to be ready for week one. With them having Russell Gage, who they saying is going to be ready, with them getting uh, Julio Jones, I don't think – like Mike Evans last year had over 1,000 yards and 14 touchdowns. I don't see him getting 14 touchdowns this year. I, I, I don't. I really don't. I know Brady likes to throw the ball a lot, but I don't think he's going to get that many touchdowns. And where he's going at, he's going in around around a time where you can sit there and draft either Debo Samuels or Tyreek Hill. I'd rather get Tyreek Hill or Debo over over uh, Mike Evans. And then you got to sit there and hope that his hamstring doesn't flare up again. And it's good that he's back in practice and stuff, but you know them hamstring injuries are tricky. You could come back, and then a few weeks later, your hamstring could tighten back up, and then, then you go again, missing out on missing out on some weeks. And we know Mike Evans has done, dealt with hamstring injuries before. So where he's going at, even though I like Mike Evans, I would prefer to get Mike Evans more so in the third round opposed to getting him in the back end of the second round. The middle of the third round, I would prefer to get Mike Evans instead of the end of the second round because the receivers that he's around – I would prefer to get them over Mike Evans. And not, and not to mention, he's also going where Mark Andrews get drafted a lot of times. I'd rather have Mark Andrews. And he's also going where, where there's still some very good quality running back drafted. So I won't be having, I don't think, no sales of Mike Evans this year. Another wide receiver we talk about is Juju. Now, Juju was getting a lot. I was down on Juju. Then Juju started getting a lot of buzz in training camp. They were saying that he's the uh, best receiver. We've seen all the highlight videos in Kansas City. But Juju been dealing with an injury, had to get had to get his knee flushed out. Like, I'm worried about Juju. Even though he's young, I'm worried with these injuries that he's having during training camp is going to linger into the season. So, you know, he hasn't been at practice now in the last few weeks. So I had to bump Juju back down. Juju right now and stuff, you know, that I'm not drafted. A lot of people have been drafted Juju I've seen last few weeks as their WR2. There's no way in the world I could do that. Juju, for me, would be more so of a flex. And if he doesn't hurry up and come back in order that in time to be ready and get a few practices in, you know, then 9 times out of 10, I'll be staying away from Juju. Because I already look at Juju right now as a flex, and I probably see some flexes on the board who I feel even more comfortable than drafting Juju right now because I'm concerned about that knee injury that he's dealing with. Last but not least is Mike Thomas. Can't guard Mike, you know. Beat reporter been, been ripping and raving how good Mike Thomas has looked in practice and stuff and saying he looked like his normal self like he did a couple of years ago. And Mike Thomas is shooting up my board, but then... 
what happened? Last week, we get a report from Adam Schefter that he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Okay? Being as though this man dealt with ankle injuries the last couple of years, and now you got now you got a, a, a hamstring, a hammy I- issue, I'm concerned about that. All right? So, where I was thinking about like, getting Mike Thomas in a couple of leagues and had me backtracking stuff because he still is going too high for me with this hammy. You know, he, he, he's not no spring chicken. So I'm a little worried about drafting Mike Thomas where he's going right now in the draft. You got a lot of people who drafted him as a WR2, like, just like I said, it falls Juju. I don't feel comfortable having Mike Thomas there. I'd rather have Mike Thomas as a WR3 or a flex. So these right here are the list of players that I'm trying to avoid in all of my drafts and stuff because I just feel that their ADP is higher than where I would like to draft them. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't get them. It just means that where they're going in drafts, I feel is too high. Now, like I said, I really want to thank you all for subscribing to my podcast. Like, please follow me on Instagram at peepgang44 or on Facebook at Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast. If you got any questions, you can DM me on Instagram. I'll make sure to shoot your question on my next episode of the podcast. This is Larry McCormick, Peep Game Fantasy Football. I'll talk to you on Friday.